Hi my lovelies, you're listening to Flora Wara, the podcast, season four, Lost in Paradise. Enjoy. So I've been, this is like my third recording because I just don't know how to start or do this episode. Anyways, hi everyone. Oh no, God. Oh my goodness. Who have I become? Hi, my lovelies. Welcome back to the last episode of Flora Wara, season four. It's your girl, Flora Wara. Um, let's just get started. So, the title of this episode is The Day My Dad Died. Uh, so, July, ooh, July, July 2020. It was the 17th of July, 2020. It was on a Friday. It was the last day of me being an intern at Haunted House, which was a place I used to intern at. Um, I left personally because I was not happy. And I, um, I, um, I believe on, fri- on, a, on a Tuesday or Monday, that week, right, I broke down in tears. I had a breakdown. Not a breakdown. I don't know. It was a breakdown. And I remember I started shaking. And I'm like, oh. And then I was just fed up. I was done. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not happy. So just you can imagine the way I was at that time. That was on a Friday. And then on Saturday, I met up with a friend. We went for lunch. And then I remember that day I went to buy my late father uh, a birthday card because Sunday it was his birthday. Sunday comes. Um, him and my mom go to the go to the mom for prayers to like. Thank a lot that he was able to see another to see his birthday, and then from there they went to our farm. I didn't go. <laughs> I don't know where I went. I was just at home, I guess. So after that, they came back. Um, around nine p.m., ten p.m., we're watching TV, and then he was from taking a shower. He was in their room, and then um. Next thing I know, he comes out of the room and then he kind of wobbles and then he collapses. And my heart dropped and it stopped and I just got numb. Like, you could feel electricity all over your body. Because you, what? (laughs) So, I was so shocked. And then he got up and he couldn't breathe. And he was like breathing he was having trouble breathing and then um but then so from there he was just at home you know uh still sick first week second week third week passes he's still sick but he was getting better before even walking was a task he couldn't breathe properly but then he was getting better and he was telling me, yeah, I'm getting better. After this, um, we have to start uh, driving again, you know. I need to, need to know how to drive. And I'm like, yeah, sure. 
and I think that's the reason why till now I don't know how to drive because I'm I have not gotten past that yet. I feel like whenever someone asks me like you should learn how to drive in my head I'm like yeah <laughs> I'm not ready. Um so just like a background me and my late dad were very close. Everywhere he went I would go with him. I was daddy's little girl. You know, he used to take me to work every morning. He would listen to music. He would talk. He used to take me to all my interviews. He'd wait outside. He used to take me to uni, first year, first sem, every single day. Everyone knew him. Everyone knew the car. Um, wherever he went, I was there with him. Everywhere. Oh, I'm just going to like the next street to buy whatever i'm like i'm coming every single time we're like that close everyone like whenever someone saw my dad with a car they would also see me because i was with them all the time everywhere we go he would calm me down when i'm stressed he was there he would protect me he was just my savior so yeah i think i'm the only child last born that I've spent so much time with my parents. They know me so well. I know them so well. So, yeah. Um, it was 10th of August 2021 at 10am. I was sleeping. And then I woke up. And I was just, I, I heard a thump in the bathroom. I didn't get up and then I remember going to the bathroom and from what I heard it was my dad who collapsed I still didn't get up I was just there I don't know it was shock I didn't get up and then I got really pressed so I got up it was as if nothing was happening I was not worried I was not scared all that blocked I go to the washroom and my dad is on the floor having trouble breathing and my mom's there she's not in her right sense of mind I didn't worry I was not not a thing I was my heart was fine I was just look I just looked as if there was nothing there and I was like oh okay I'll just uh, find somewhere else to pee then <laughs> So, uh, to that, I had to help my mom carry my dad to the room. Couldn't breathe, so we got... And then he couldn't feel his legs. Yeah, I remember. Couldn't feel his legs. And then I remember my mom telling me this because I didn't go to the room. Uh, my dad would tell her, look at my toes. They're turning black. There's no blood circulating. And while they were there, I was in the living room. I was having breakfast, like, everything's fine. My brother came, hey, hey, where's dad? Went to the, to their room. Having breakfast, chilled, everything's fine. Aunt came, she, she didn't even understand what's going on. She goes to the room. And then my mom was telling me how my dad told her, I love you. That's what he told her. And she was like, I love you too. And she was 
not in her state of mind. Like, my brother went to see her. He knew, like, okay, this is serious. He never saw my mom like that. So, yeah, my dad had trouble breathing, so they carried him and took him to the hospital. As that happened, I chilled for a while, called my mom, like, hey, what's going on? My mom was hysterical, was like, I don't know, he's not breathing or whatever. She didn't understand, so I was like, okay, you know what? Let me just let her be for now. Um, And by that, at that time, I had a boyfriend, so my ex, I called him, was like, hey, just relax, just um, let your mom be for now. Uh, Just pray. So I went to my room, locked myself up, and I started looking for duas to pray when a person is sick. I looked for some, I started praying, and then I stopped. Uh, as if, I felt like this is not the right prayer. I felt like I should not pray for him to get better. That I should just pray normally. So I just prayed, oh. All the prayers that I knew, prayed, 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 said all of our last 99 names, like I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. People started calling, his brother called, like, where is he, where is it, people started calling, and that's when I started texting my friends, hey, my dad is not well, please pray for him, pray for him. And after that, and I did that, and I was praying, I felt an ease in my soul. I felt calm. I felt collected. But then, while I was praying, I just had this this premonition. I just had this feeling like a uh, you can call it like a premonition, like me telling my friends my dad has passed away. Like that would come to my mind every single time I was praying, and I'm like, hmm. Then I heard someone knocking on the gate. I opened. It was a family, uh, I don't know, family member. And then he was asking about my dad. And I'm like, oh, they're at the hospital. Close the gate. Go back to my room. Lock myself up. And prayed. And then I was after that. I stopped and I'm just sitting on my bed. I I had no feeling, whatsoever. I was numb. And then someone else knocked. I opened the gate. It was the neighbors. And they're like, why are you guys uh, closing the gate in an instance like this? You should leave the gate open. And I looked at her and I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? And then she looked at me. And she was like, please, Flora, have a seat. The moment she said, Flora, have a seat, I knew. I knew what to expect. So I sat down and the house help sat down and she was like, Flora, I'm sorry, but your dad is no longer with you. And I just smiled and I'm like, okay, thank you. And the house help was hysterical, crying, screaming, rolling around. <laughs> the car is rolling around and I just looked at her. I'm like, okay. I locked myself up in my room and I started watching TikTok videos. And uh, I just pretended like, okay, that did not happen. And um, after a while, that's when I saw my mom being held by two people. And she was crying. Like, she was crying. She, had no- she was so weak. 
crying non-stop and that's when I knew okay this is actually real my dad just passed he's no longer with us just like that and I don't know I, I just I felt like I didn't get to say bye I I was angry with myself like why didn't I see him why didn't I go to the room to like at least see him but I couldn't because it would hurt me to see him suffer like that. And I'm like, well, I wish I could go to the hospital. Or see him the last time. But nothing. And everyone was looking at me like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I didn't cry. I didn't cry the whole of that day. People would come and they would look at me and I'd be like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, later on, I learned that on their way to the hospital, they were about to enter the gate to the hospital. My mom was holding my dad's hand. And my dad was like, okay, you guys, goodbye. That's the last thing he said, and that was it. And I don't think they all comprehended like what was happening. And when he got to when he got when they got to the hospital, the nurses came and got a wheelchair, and the nurse checked his pulse, and there was nothing. But the doctor is like, um, so the nurse was like, but there's no pulse. But the doctor like tried to cover it up. I'm like, oh no no, it's not working. Just just take him to the hospital, you know. But he passed away on his way to the hospital okay fast forward um the house started filling up with people the sound of people crying just almost drove me insane people would come in drop on the floor and start screaming i've never experienced that in my entire life and they're just screaming and crying and People, family members would cry and cry and cry. And I was just there like. And then after I told my friends that my dad passed, people started calling. I didn't answer. I couldn't. I didn't want to answer the phone. I didn't want to. I didn't want to cry. You know, I was strong. The whole day didn't cry. And everyone is like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. How are you holding? How are you holding? Fine, fine, fine. I was the person to pick up calls and to tell people that my dad had passed. Oh, how did it happen? And I'll tell them. I was like a broken record. That was my job. That was my job. And where's the, where's the funeral? That was my job. I just locked myself up, but I couldn't lock myself up for long because everyone depended on me. I know the house inside out. So every time I tried to lock myself up, so I'm like, Flora, where's this Flora? Help us with this Flora. I didn't trust. I hold it. It was as if I was just numb. I was just there. Like my mind was not there. I was just like a walking zombie. And I remember my ex came at night and he looked, I, he looked fine as if no one died. <laughs> and then, yeah. I couldn't sleep that night. I just couldn't sleep. 
everyone was around people were sleeping and i didn't sleep that well that that day and the next day because we're muslim you know you need to bury the person either on the same day or on the next day the next day comes early morning my mom is sick she has high blood pressure and she was almost on the verge of dying and I'm like, I can't lose two parents at the same time. <laughs> so I gave her garlic. Because that's what helps her. And started feeling better. Because actually, I, I, um, someone woke me up like, your mom is not, she's not feeling well. And I'm like, I don't have the strength. <laughs> I gave her garlic. She felt better. She didn't sleep the whole day. Night, rather. She didn't sleep the whole night. Um, and then they, she got ready to go to the hospital to say goodbye and to see the body. She went with my brother and aunt. I wish I could go, but I couldn't leave the house unattended, you know? So, I just was, again, locked in my room responding to messages thank you thank you thank you <laughs> what else can i say you know and i'm like thanks <laughs> and that was the day the coffin came it's not really a coffin because we don't do coffins i don't know what it's called but it's a thing that came in an ambulance and it was brought inside the living room and people praying it was praying and praying and i remember i sat there and i'm like my dad is not in there <laughs> he can't be in there no i mean he was fine yesterday he was doing better he told me he was gonna teach me how to drive things were fine <laughs> How could he be in here just like that? I couldn't, you know, convince myself that he's in there, that we're saying goodbye to him. And I just looked at it. I didn't understand. And then I think I went back to my room. And my sister called. At that time, she was still in the U.S. She was like, Flora. Don't be strong. You're the only person that has spent time with dad and mom the longest. Cry. Let it out. Flora, let it out. And when she just said that, I cried. <laughs> and she was like, Flora, go to the living room. Because when she called me, she could hear screaming. More people were coming and crying their eyes out. It's just before the body came to the house. And we were just screaming. And I couldn't handle the screaming. It was driving me insane. So I just got to my room. And she was like, just floor, just cry. Okay? You don't have to be strong for anyone. Just cry. That was the first time I cried. I cried in my room. I 
didn't want to cry in front of people. I don't know. When the body came in, that's when I got out for prayers. And and my mom was sitting and then she took my hand. I'll never forget what she said. She made me cry. She told me, don't worry for her. Dad is fine. He's at peace. He was smiling. I told him that you said bye. On your behalf, I told him that you said bye. That you love him. Don't worry, he's fine. He's sleeping. He's at peace. <laughs> oh my god. After she said that, I just broke down. And I started shaking. And I started crying. And right in front of me was his body. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> That can't be him. <laughs> that can't be my dad in there. It can't. It can't. So I prayed. I prayed. And some of my friends came to see me. Uh, and I cried some more. And then uh, his body. It was time to go bury him. So they took his body and the screaming that happened after that. Like that realization that okay now it's actually happening. He's actually gone. It's this is real now. It was that the the screaming, the voices have haunted me for so long. I just couldn't take it. So I remember that day. Uh, I don't know, it was the same day. Uh, yeah, I called my friend because I wanted to let it out. I wanted to cry, but I couldn't. I called a few friends that were not picking up. I called one friend and she picked up. And she was like, hello? And that was enough for me to start crying and letting it all out. And I could feel another time of the life that she was holding it in. Because me being like that and crying and knowing how hurt I am. I know it was hard for her seeing me like that. And she was trying to hold it in for us. But I know that it was hard for her. So I just cried. I was so embarrassed to cry in front of people. So at night, when people were sleeping, I would go outside. I remember, called my ex. And when he just said hello, I just broke down crying. And... So yeah, that happened. Uh, after day three, people started leaving, going home. We had not turned on the TV. Things were just cold in the house, empty. I he had a special 
he used to sit on this sofa. Whenever I looked at it, I'm like, I could still see him sitting there watching TV. Whenever I got, I remember the second day. I uh, I remember the second day when I went to the washroom. I entered and I just saw him lying there. And I was like, it just, I just see him all the time lying there. Like he was here. He was taking his last breaths here. And then in the corridor, I remember when he was dragging him. Everything. It doesn't go away. The house is not a house anymore. It's just pain. And she remember, I just sat down in the washroom and just started crying. And I just lied where he was. I sat where he was just to, just to feel close to him just one more time. And I just cried and cried. It just, it, I don't know how to explain it. It's a hard, hard, hard thing anyone could go through. And I remember when I would accidentally look at his, see his pictures on my phone, my heart would pain as if someone was stabbing me a hundred times. And I'm like, this man is not here with me anymore. I couldn't understand. It didn't hit me. I just, I don't know. And at times it was as if uh, so I've been holding on to that for so long. For a year now. And I remember after the 40 days I had passed and he had a 40 day uh, thing. Uh, I think a week after. <coughs> I think it was before. Uh, it, was it? Yeah, I can't remember. It was after. The forty day, forty day, uh, thing. Um, I had an interview. Um, at Treehouse, and I remember that morning. I got dressed, and I was having breakfast. And I looked to my right. I'm like, because I'm used to it. That my dad would come out and he would look at me and smile and say, Good morning, baby. Then he would go take a shower, change, go get the car, and we'd go for the interview together. But I turned and no one was there. There was no one there. And I went, I stood outside. Their room, because at that time their room was closed. My mom was sleeping with me. I stood outside and I waited. 
and I waited. I'm like, it's gonna come out. It was all that night. It was gonna come out. It's gonna come out. I stood there like a fool, and no one came out. And I just broke down, and I cried. I'm like, I'm I. Am I even ready to do this interview? You know, like, am I ready to do this interview? I cried and I cried. And that's when it hit me, it's not here anymore. I felt confused, I felt alone. And when I went for the interview, I was just like, I have not prepared for this. I don't know how it's going to go. I was ready for anything. If it goes well, fine. If it doesn't, fine. I didn't care. I wanted the internship just to keep my mind occupied because I didn't trust myself being alone. I didn't trust my mind. I didn't trust myself just being alone and with my own thoughts. I didn't. So, anyways, interview went well. I got the internship. But I remember um, after I started interning there, after a month, I was still grieving. Like, I remember when I got there to Treehouse, I was very mute, very distant. I was grieving. And I can't tell people, oh, I'm grieving the death of my father. I don't know them. You know, I don't trust them. I don't know who they are. And after leaving a um, haunted house, do you really think I'll just trust people and trust law firms? No. Mm-mm. No. So, I remember when I got my my monthly report. And it said something along like, she's too quiet. We don't know whether or not she enjoys it here and she's too mute she should talk more i remember that day i cried so much because i was like they don't know they don't understand they don't know what i'm going through and they'll never know because i'm not gonna tell them oh now they'll know because they'll be listening to this voice this podcast but at that time it hurt me. I felt misunderstood. And I remember the next day I wanted to go talk to the partner in charge of insurance and tell her, like, ah, it's not it's not like that. It's because of ABCD. But she did not show up that day. And I was not ready to talk to her because I would cry. And everything there is made out of class. Everyone would see. And I did not want to entertain anyone. So that passed. So yeah, you never really understand the pain of losing a loved one until it happens to you. You hear so many people die on a daily basis. You hear your friends, parents, or your friends, whatever, pass away, and you look at them and they look fine. They're not. And you just say, oh, my condolences, my condolences, and you feel bad and all, but for you, life goes on. You never think that maybe one day you're going to lose your parent, you're going to lose a sibling, or you're going to 
you know you it, it doesn't cross your mind no one ever prepares you for death or how to deal with death so when it does happen to you unexpectedly it's as if electricity goes through your body in a slow but painful way and you become numb and it's not you anymore your mind just blocks everything out now it's been one year and at times i go on my daily life as if he was never around to begin with but whenever i remember him it brings back all the memories i remember before whenever i passed the roads that he used to take me to work it would hurt me or whenever we used to go past places where me and him used to go and hang out it would hurt me now not so much i've gone to see him at the cemetery a couple of times it was it was weird seeing his name on the tombstone whatever that's don't seeing his name there like I don't know. So yeah, I got that out of the way. I've cried. You know? It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. But I feel a bit better now, actually. After letting that all out. Um, just, just to let you know, like... If you have gone through what I've gone through... Oh, no, definitely not the same scenario, but... Losing a parent, losing a loved one. It never gets easier. You just learn how to live with the pain. And when my dad died, that's when I knew who my my true friends were and who weren't. You just know people. When you see people who are there for you during your hard times, those are your true friends. That's when you know people. There are people, I, I mean, news travels fast. Quiet, nothing. Uh, so you, you get to see people's true colors. And the ones that, that, that were there for me. I know those are my true friends. And it's sad that it has to take such a tragedy like this in order for me to know who my friends are but yeah i'm sorry i'm ending the season with very depressing episode but i think what i'm just trying to say is just pray every day that you get to see the one that you love the next day because you never know when will be the last day you'll see them you know yeah, put your pride outside, the whole, ah, uh, you know, leaving someone, right, just because you're mad at them or not talking to someone, you might regret it, you know, you don't know when you're going to see them again, 
you know, cherish every moment and just enjoy every second that you have with the one that you love and don't regret anything. Yeah, that's all. Okay, oh, sorry. <laughs> My body has a weird way of making sounds. <laughs> But thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to Flora War Season 4, Lost in Paradise. It's a wrap, people. Thank you so much for listening to this season. See you next season. Bye.